Okay, how many of you can believe that we are in the second week in June? You can believe it? Boy, I can't. It amazes me how quickly time goes by. And here's what I understand, that the older you get, the quicker it goes. How do you guys keep up? That's what I want to (laughs) know. How do you guys know what year it is, right? (laughs) Well, we just finished a week of youth camp. Uh, That was great uh, out here at Civils, a really great time uh, with some good students. Uh, Getting ready to go to tomorrow, we're we're heading uh, to the other part of the state, uh, to Enloe Camp, which is uh, just north of Mountaineer. Uh, for children's camp, so pray for us. Um, that would be me and Cynthia. Pray for the kids too, uh, but pray for us as, as we go to camp. It amazes me just just how quickly. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking summer's basically over. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking this morning. I need to I need to get the calendar out. I mean, we we better get some stuff going for the fall or. It's going to be gone. One of the things that we're, we have happening this summer that, that you need to, to know about, you need to make plans for, is that July the 10th through the 13th, so that's a, uh, be Wednesday, basically Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we'll, we'll pack up and leave on, on Saturday. But we will be out at the Sly Group area. So it, it's a, a church camp um, outing. I don't know what we want to call it, but just a church camp time. We've extended the time just a, a little bit. and. And uh, it, it'll be just a great time of fellowship. We'll have some activities planned for you. I know some of you are thinking, I am not the camping kind of person. My, my wife um, probably won't stay there at night. You don't have to. But on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, we will be having um, just, just really family fellowship together as a church. So, so you can just show up. Um, we'll, we'll have a meal together. and We'll just have some good fellowship time together. Uh, for some of you who can... Uh, even if you're not a camping kind of person, then you can come and participate in the activities all day long and that that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You you can come Saturday too and help us pack up if you want, but we got to be out by 11. Um, But but just a great time of just just spending time together uh, in in the family of God. So we invite you to come to that. Um, uh, I'll have on our our webpage, that's what made me think this morning, man, it's just getting away from me. Uh, on our webpage, on the, the slider that goes across the front um, uh, tomorrow, I'll put up, and all you got to do is click on register on there, and that'll just give some, some basic information so that we know. I, I know that there's one that I talked to already. Uh, he has to work still. You know, some people have to do that. They're not like pastors. You just got to work one hour a week. Uh, but, but they have like a real job uh, where they work and make money. And what he said was he's going to come and camp that night and then go to work the next day. I'm thinking that. That works for me. Uh, we'll have a fun time. But whatever works for you, I would invite you to, to be involved in that somehow. Even if you can just make it one of the nights uh, for fellowship, uh, it, it's a great time. One of the best times together, I, I think, that, that I've had um, in, in this church, church life is just hanging out at night. It's dark. You've got the fire going. The, the kids are, I don't know, playing hide-and-seek in the dark in the forest. I don't know what they do. But, but just the, the adults just kind of hanging out. Uh, stars uh, in, in the sky and just having some good good discussions together. That's just a, a neat family thing to do. So uh, make plans to be involved in it. I, I know what you're thinking. Well, July 10th is a long ways away. Do you, n- not the way it's been going so far. We're in Joshua. I'm, I'm excited about this study. 
we, we just did the introduction kind of last week, but we're in the book of Joshua, and, and what we're talking about here is courageous faith. It amazes me, um, you know, one of the things we talked about this, I, I believe, last week that, that we hear is that God never, caught, not, God never gives you more than you can handle. How many of you have heard that? How many of you know what verse that is? It's in the book of Hesitations. <laughs> uh, it's not true. It's just not true. Um, and, and this is one, the reason that, that we've entitled this series in Josh, Joshua. Yo. Joshua, I've been with students all week. Did I mention that? Sleep deprived and all that stuff. The, the reason uh, we're calling it courageous faith, and the reason is... Because right off of the bat, God calls Joshua to do something that Joshua is just not able to do. It's more than Joshua can do. And and the cool thing, what we see routinely in Scripture, is God calls people to do things they cannot on their own so that they trust God. That's why it's called courageous faith. Trusting God to do what only He can do, and yet there's a part we play in this. So we're in the, the second in this. This is really uh, the, the first uh, passing introduction. We're going to pick up in Joshua chapter 1, verse 10. And, and today what we're going to be talking about is courageous faith in uncertainty. How many of you have ever faced any uncertainty in your life? Some of you, like on the way here this morning, right? Um, was talking that the guy that, that does the student camps, um, a, a really weird deal. He was telling us in our, our leaders meeting that like almost every year when he goes to camp, he like gets a flat on a tire. Well, they had trailers, so he had a flat on each one of the trailers, had a flat on each one of the truck, the back tires of the truck. He's only got two more flats left, and then he's done. Um, so, so in two more years, he's good. I didn't hear about a flat this year yet. But, but we, we all face times of uncertainty, and, and I don't know about you, but I just like to know stuff. Anybody? Uh, one of the things, that the family discussions that we have is, all right, what are you doing this weekend? You know, what, what, what's going on? What, what's happening? You know, what, what does our, our evenings look like, you know, th- this week? We like to know that. We're, we're a family of planners. And in fact, I think we messed up our kids. We taught them that you should be like 30 minutes early to stuff. When everyone else is 30 minutes late, that means you hang around an hour waiting for people to get there. We, we just like to do that. We like to know. We like to plan. And, and, and that's a, it's a biblical concept to plan, right? And yet there are times in our life when, when God calls us to do something and, and there's this huge amount of uncertainty. There's a gap between where we are and where God's called us to be and, and, and all the uncertainty in between. And yet we know that that's what God has called us to do. Well, well that's where Joshua finds himself. If you remember last week in the introduction, God told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is, is gone. So now you go and lead my people into the promised land. Now, now Joshua, for the last 40 years, has been with the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness. We say it that way. They weren't lost. They knew right where they were supposed to be. In fact, they got there pretty quickly. They just didn't trust God. And so for 40 years, God was building their faith. And so now here's the time, and, and Joshua is the one. Joshua is the one that God has called to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. 
And that's where we pick up today. Joshua chapter one, verse 10. Let's read it together. God, let me back up just a bit. God is just holding that. By the way, several times God told Joshua, be strong and courageous. Now, I don't know about you. Have you ever had someone and they come and tell you something and they say, you may want to sit down first? You know, you might, you might want to sit. I don't like that. That's almost as bad as when your wife says, what are you doing this afternoon? <laughs> By the way, guys, the proper response is whatever you say, dear. When God is calling you to do something and, and over and over, he's saying, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. You know it's a big task. You know it's more than you can do. And, and God has said that. And, and so that was verse 9. The last thing that he says is, have I not commanded you? One more time, he tells him, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's where it ends with Joshua's conversation with God. Verse 10 picks up right from there. Verse 10 says this, And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, Prepare your provisions. That's a lot of peas, right? Peter Piper. Prepare your provisions, for in three days you are to pass over this Jordan and going to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. How'd you like to be known as the half-tribe all the time? The half-tribe of Manasseh. We don't know where the other half is. Now, there's some discussion about why they call them that. But the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said this, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But all the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you. And they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it. The land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. And they answered Joshua. This is what a pastor wants to hear. They answered Joshua. We need to take it to committee first. <laughs> Not what they said. All that I've commanded, all that you've commanded us, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so also will we obey you in all things. Also, uh, only, I mean, may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. The, the people are echoing that back to Joshua. Now, now there's several things here that, that I want to point out today. Uh, and, and, and let me just kind of start with uh, just kind of the point. Let me tell you what the point is, and then we'll unpack it as we go through. So the point of the message is this, that courageous faith means obeying when you are uncertain. Courageous faith means obeying when you are uncertain. Now, I, I don't know, you, you might be like me. Whenever I get ready to do something, if someone were to say to me, hey, we're going to go on a trip, my first question is, where are we going? The second question is, are there Starbucks along the way? No. I, actually, I've kind of backed off from, are there just good coffee shops? I'll just take a good coffee shop. How long is it going to take us to get there? Where are we going to stay along the way? 
How much money should we plan to take? I mean, all of this, by the way, I'm, this is just flashbacks to getting ready for camp because this, this has gone by so fast. I had parents asking me, you know, just a couple of days before we left, so what do we need to take? Oh, I, I didn't like tell you that, did I? We have questions, don't we? And, and we kind of like to have those questions answered. Joshua didn't have the whole plan. God didn't tell him the whole plan. And he didn't ask. That amazes me. Yeah, you know, we think of, you know, they keep comparing Joshua to Moses. You remember Moses? Moses had a lot of questions. I think Joshua might have learned from Moses to just do it. But but Joshua didn't have the whole plan. God didn't give Joshua the whole plan. He didn't say, we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. God just says, you're going to go over and possess the land that I'm going to give you. Joshua didn't have the details. <laughs> not only did he, did he not have you know, the, 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 the major points, he didn't have any of the points in between. So, so Joshua, Joshua didn't have the, the what, the whole plan. Joshua didn't have the how. How are we supposed to do this? I mean, it, this, wasn't, this wasn't mainly a, a warring kind of people. I mean, sure, they, they had some, some, some battles that they had to fight along the way, but, but up until now, they were basically a wandering people. They weren't a warring people. He didn't have the details. We're going to find out in just a few weeks. The first place they they go to is one of the most heavily fortified cities in the promised land. He didn't have the details. He didn't even have a timeline. God, how long is it going to take us to to, to do all this? He, He didn't have a timeline. You talk about a lot of uncertainty there. I don't know about for you, but but for me, that, that's a lot of gray. There, there are a lot of blanks to be filled in yet. But Joshua was a man of courageous faith. And, and with all of this uncertainty, with all of this that Joshua did not know, he was ready to obey. Because what Joshua did know was that God had promised he would be with him through it all. How many of you like math? Any, any mathematicians in here? Let me give you a good equation. This is an equation for life. You plus God equals infinity. Now, now, now you, if, if we just add you, we can add you and me and, and we can add everybody in here. And there's a lot of pluses when we do that. But, but when we do that, we, we still have a finite number, don't we? we? There's only so much we can do. But man, when you add God to the equation, the answer is always infinity. I, I, I know, I heard someone think this and beyond, right? <laughs> Flashback to Toy Story. That's why that the saying that God will never give you more than you can handle just doesn't work. Man, if God never gave us more than we can handle, good grief, he'd be doling out little bitty bits to us, wouldn't he? Nah, God's not going to give you any more than you can handle in your family. Well, (laughs) 
It only takes one, right? God's not going to give you any more than you can handle in your relationships. I mean, that doesn't take long before you get to the end of you. God won't give you any more than you can handle financially. Well, that's not very much. You see, God, God was calling Joshua to do something that Joshua could not do on his own. But God reminded Joshua, hey, Joshua, don't forget, don't forget. It's not just you. It's not just you plus the, the children of Israel. Joshua, it's you plus me, and that totally changes the equation. God had promised Joshua his presence. That's why he could tell Joshua, be strong and courageous. You remember what he said right at the end? Be strong and and courageous because I am with you. (laughs) The Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Now, courageous faith requires some things. Courageous faith in uncertainty requires some things of us. Are are you ready? The first one is it requires immediate obedience. Look look with me, uh, verses 10 and 11. I love this. Right on the heels. I use my imagination a lot whenever I read Scripture. I like try to put myself there. So so imagine this. I'm not changing Scripture. I'm just trying to get a good feel. Imagine God speaking to Joshua. And the last thing he says in verse 9, Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And the echo from God's voice is just fading. Joshua turns in verse 10, and he commanded the officers of the people Pass through the midst of the camp, command the people, prepare your provisions, for within three days you're to pass over the Jordan and take possession of the land that the Lord your God has given you. To, to me, that's the way the scripture reads that Joshua's response, his, his obedience was so immediate that, that it's almost as if God's voice is still fading away when Joshua turns and he tells the people, he was really clear in his instruction. I, I, I would imagine someone say, whoa, hang on, hang on. So in three days, we're going to go on the Jordan. What then? I can see Joshua, maybe you didn't hear me. So pack up all your stuff because in three days, we're going over the Jordan. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Well, what then? Don't, don't worry about what then. In three days, <laughs> he, he commands his officer. Can you imagine the, the Facebook of the wilderness. <laughs> he commands them to go through all the people and, and, and the only instruction they have is pack everything up, get all your provisions together because in three days we're going into the promised land. We're going to cross the Jordan and go into the promised land. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. We don't have any boats. How are we going to get across the Jordan? The, the, the theologians that, that tell us that, that the Jordan at this time of year would have been in flood stage. So it's not like crossing a creek. Uh, not like going across the, the Penasco or I, I, I don't mean this demeaning in any way, but knowing some Spanish, um, not lately because it, it's up a bit, but whenever I go uh, to, through San Antonio, that is New Mexico, not Texas, uh, going through there, going to Albuquerque, and I pass the Rio Grande, that means the big river. And I'm like, 
I think it's only that deep. <laughs> it, it's bigger, deeper than that now. But it wasn't like that. This was something that they could not pass. I mean, certainly not, not this many people. Wait, wait, we, we don't have any boats. We don't have any boats. How are we going to get across? I, I, can, I can just picture this. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe they didn't even ask. Joshua saying, don't worry about that. Pack everything up because in three days we're going across the Jordan. Well, how are we going to get across? Don't worry. Maybe, maybe Joshua's response to them was be strong and courageous. And that's why at the end of this passage, they repeat it back to him. I have a feeling he might have said that to them a few times. The point is, Joshua's, Joshua's response was immediate obedience. If you're going to have courageous faith, particularly courageous faith in uncertainty, and listen, I think, I think the more we obey God, then, then the more the details are just not going to be there. Courageous faith in uncertainty requires immediate obedience. We don't know how much time has passed, but there's only a gap that big in my Bible between verse 9 and 10. It was immediate. He just did it. Obey what you know. You ever thought about that? Just, just obey what you know. But what about, what about, what about, I don't know, but I know this, God said to do this, so let's just do it. I heard somebody one time talking about, you know, particularly when we talk to young people or, or to, to non-believers, they think of the Bible as a bunch of, it's a, it's a bunch of do's and don'ts, right? I heard one guy say this, if we get busy doing the do's, we won't have time to do the don'ts. Do you know enough scripture already to keep you busy for today? Tomorrow, we, we may already know enough to keep us busy for this lifetime. The, the point is, if we're going to have courageous faith, especially in the face of uncertainty, is we just need to do what God has told us to do. But, but what, what about after that? I, I don't know, but I know God has told us to do this, so why don't we just do it? What if we did this? What if we were just obedient to what God has told us already and then trust him to tell us what next when we get there? You ever, you ever tried, parents, you, you get this. That's one of the main reasons I use GPS is because it tells me how much longer we have. You take a ride with the kids, how much longer? How much longer? How much longer? What are we going to do then? Well, let's just get there first. You know, I, I love it on, on youth trips, taking kids to camp. How much longer? Two hours and 25 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> what are we going to do when we get there? Hey, we just got to get there first. Let's just get there. I'll tell you what to do then. What if we just obeyed what we know already? Just, just immediate obedience. What next? Just trust God to tell you when you get there. Second thing is this. Second thing that courageous faith and uncertainty requires is thoughtful obedience. Immediate obedience and then thoughtful obedience. Here's, here's what happened. Let's read verse 12 through 15. So, so Joshua commanded them, so, so they're all getting their provisions ready. 
And now in verse 12, it says, To the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. That's the end of that quote. That's the end of what God... He's reminding them, hey, look, this is what God said to you through Moses. Remember that? And then, then, then look what he says. And, and this, is, this is amazing. It reminds me a lot of Nehemiah after he fasted and prayed for four months. And, and the king said, so what do you need? He had an answer. Here's what Joshua's response or, 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 or command to them was. Hey, look, guys, this is what we're doing. We're going to cross the Jordan, and here's the plan. Your wives, your little ones, your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave beyond the Jordan, but all the men of valor valor, shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them until the Lord gives you rest to your brothers as he has to you, and they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God has given you. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it, the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. Isn't that cool? You see, Joshua understood that trusting God doesn't mean that we don't use our brains. We trust him and we obey and the obedience needs to be immediate, but we also obey with wisdom. How many of you have been steered wrong by GPS? They're they're getting way better. Um, um, I, I know uh, John was the sheriff's deputy up here, and, and he had to go rescue some people out of some weird places because they followed their GPS. I would always tell people, look, it's GPS plus common sense, okay? <laughs> if you're driving to a city, you see the city there, you're on the highway, and it tells you to turn right on this dirt road, don't do it, <laughs> especially in the mountains. Don't do it. You see, God calls us to obey, and he wants immediate obedience with us. He, he wants that, but, but we also, he wants thoughtful obedience. See, God has given us our, our talents and our abilities and our gifts, and, and he wants us to use our brains as we obey him. You, you see, God had been preparing Joshua for 40 years for this moment. For 40 years, Joshua had been Moses' right-hand man, had been Moses' assistant, and he watched Moses, and he learned how to organize, and he learned how to administrate. Now, he didn't question, he, he didn't back off, he didn't wait, he didn't hesitate to obey, but when he did, he had given it some thought. You remember, he was one of the two spies that came back and said, man, <laughs> Look at this land that God has given us. Let's go. The others came back and said, man, you should see those people. Let's run. So Joshua wasn't questioning. Joshua knew that he was going to obey what God had called him to do, but he also knew that God had equipped him to obey. And he used what he had. He obeyed with wisdom. I I, I love that. This isn't a, a, a reckless kind of faith, and I know you can use that in some good ways that, that, that we follow Jesus with reckless abandon. But but this isn't some reckless kind of faith that that, that we just you know jump off the the deep end. 
in obedience. He, he had immediate obedience, but, but he used what God gave him. And he said, hey, look, so, so here's what we're going to do. This is, this is what I've learned, and this is the way we're going to go about it. Now, I'm sure some may have still thought, well, what then? <laughs> and, and I bet you Joshua would have been said, be strong and courageous. God will, God will tell us when we get there. What's the first city? Well, God will tell us when we get there. Let's obey what he's told us now. What, why would God reveal to us what he wants after that if we're not obedient to what he's already told us? But he obeyed with wisdom. Be wise, be thoughtful in, in, in your obedience, but obey. Do it. And, and then the final one is complete obedience. That's what's required of courageous faith in uncertainty, complete obedience. Have you ever been given an instruction? Maybe it was a, a work detail or, or, or a project, and, and you say, you know what, I, I agree with all of that part, but not that part right there. Has that ever happened to you? You had me right up until you said no coffee for a week. You know? <laughs> up until then, man, I was, I was with you. I, I love it. Look in, in verses 16, 17, and 18. Their response, now their response seems a little over top to us, but maybe we can understand if you're going from a wandering people to a warring people how complete obedience was absolutely necessary. They answered Joshua. Not let's take it to committee. They said, all that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Listen, that's huge. With all of the unknowns, with all of the uncertainty, with the total lack of detail, they didn't even know what city they were going to go to first. They didn't know how God was going to give the land to them. They didn't know any of that. It was complete obedience. And, and look, I mean, this is, this is crazy. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so also we will obey you. Now, I tell you, that is music to a leader's ears. But look at their one requirement for Joshua. Only... May the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. See, here's the thing. That they, they pledged complete obedience, and they said, you know what? As long as it's God calling the shots, we're in. <laughs> Look, what, we, we've learned from our fathers, right? God can do anything. God demonstrated his power over all of the gods of the Egyptians, or at least the primary gods of the Egyptians. He demonstrated his power. We, we've been eating food from God for 40 years. I've had these same pair of shoes. Actually not. They were that guy's first. and you know, These shoes haven't worn out in 40 years. I know some of us have shirts that old, and they're a little frayed. And I, I have to go through those occasionally. God had provided in big ways for them. And they said, you know what, Moses, not Moses, I'm sorry. You know what, Joshua, we'll obey you just like we did Moses. 
and this is a little bit of my interpretation, as long as you obey God like Moses did, if you follow God like Moses did, we'll follow you because we know that God can do anything. Complete obedience. But, but look, they, they didn't stop there. They said, whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Now, let me just say right here, we're not going to go that far. <laughs> but, but look, you see how important that was? They said, you know what? We've got to be together in this. We've got to be. And, and, and they took that, they, they understood that is so important, and particularly for them in this point in, in the, the development of the, the children of Israel, absolute obedience was absolutely necessary. And then I love, they echo back, listen, you, you want to just thrill your pastor's heart, start preaching back to him what he's been preaching to you. And they said to him, only be strong and courageous. Isn't that cool? So here's Joshua, who you think is trying to encourage the people in this crazy task that God has called them to do. Actually, God has just called them to be obedient. He's going to do the work. And, and Joshua, you know, as a leader, you know, you think, man, how, how can I get them the to catch the vision that God has given me? How do, how do I get them to get on board with God in this? And, and when they echoed that back to him, only be strong and courageous, I think Joshua was like, okay, God, we're with you. We're with you. And, and the point here is, if we want to have courageous faith in uncertainty, we have to obey everything that God tells us to do. We don't get to pick and choose. How many of you liked Golden Corral before they shut that down? Anybody? I call it the golden trough. <laughs> it was great. We used to go there for Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a weird kind of deal. But you, if you want turkey and dressing, you got turkey and dressing. If you want fried shrimp, you got fried shrimp. If you want to go over and get a little bit of prime rib, you can get your prime rib. If you want to go over here and get your cooked steak, you can get your cooked steak. If you're in the mood for pizza, hey, well, that's over in the corner. That works great when you're going out to eat with a group. Picking and choosing doesn't work great when you're obeying God. We talked about this in Sunday school. Any of you remember those true-false questions in school? I hated those. You get a paragraph, and it's all true but one word. <laughs> and that one word makes it all false. And I'd miss that word every time. <laughs> you see, God's not trying to trick us up. He just wants us to obey. Obedience is not obedience unless it's complete obedience. Does that make sense to you? If you ask your kid to take the trash out and they get it halfway to the dumpster, leave it and come back, did they do what you asked them to do? No, now they got a second one. They have to go clean up the mess that the raccoons made. 
When I forget to take trash out, I'll throw it in my truck, and that's the raccoon buffet. Some of you don't believe me. If you went and looked, there are now raccoon prints on the side of my truck. In fact, the truck's been here for a few days. The raccoons still come looking at the house. You can't pick and choose when it comes to obedience. Partial obedience is not obedience. You have to obey completely. I know, I know that in times of uncertainty, it's hard to obey. That's why it's called faith. That's why it's called trust. And what God was saying to Joshua and the children of Israel, he's saying to us, he's saying, trust me. I want you to trust me. That's what faith is. Faith is trusting God. It's trusting that God is who he says he is and that he'll do what he says he'll do. But but what about this? You have to trust God in in uncertainty. Courageous faith means trusting God when you're not certain. And that's what he calls us to do. That's how he calls us to live. And I don't know, but maybe, maybe God has been speaking to you about something. Maybe God has been prompting your heart or giving you a nudge about something, and, and, and you, you have questions. That's okay. But courageous faith is obeying even before you have the answer. Mind you, God has not even told Joshua yet how they're going to get across the Jordan. Have you noticed that? He doesn't, he doesn't even know how they're going to get across it yet. <laughs> that, that's the baby step in the first step. But Joshua, in the face of uncertainty, and the people in the face of uncertainty said, you know what, God? I don't know how all that's going to happen. But what I know is that if you're with me, I'm in. If, if you're with me, I'll go. And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe in your walk with him, maybe God's prompting you to draw a little bit closer to him. Maybe, maybe God is, has been prompting you to get involved in service or ministry somewhere. Maybe God is... is I know we have some guests here today. Maybe God said, you know what, Clawcross is where you need to be. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's as simple as God saying, you know what? I want you to spend some more time with me in my word. And you say, you know, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to fit that in. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Maybe he wants you to get involved in a small group. Whatever it is, could I just encourage you? Are you ready? Be strong and courageous, for the Lord our God is with you. You may not have all the answers, but you've got the one that matters the most. God has promised his presence with you. He said, I'll be with you wherever you go. Isn't that great? Let's pray. Lord, Maybe there's someone today who's never come to faith in Jesus. Maybe they have some questions. Maybe they have some good questions. 
Lord, would you just draw them to you? Would, would you just, God, many times I feel like the, the guy in Scripture that Jesus said, do you believe? And he said, yes, I believe. And, and then I think almost immediately he says, Lord, would you help me in my unbelief? God, maybe there's some that are here today that, that, that say, you know what, God, I, I want to trust you. Would you help me trust you more? And Father, we just ask that you just give us the faith we need to trust you. That, that sounds crazy, but we know that you do that. Whatever the step is that you're calling us to do, whether it's it's a step in our relationship with you, maybe maybe to get involved in a small group, maybe it's to become a part of this church, this local body of Christ. God, would you just give us the courage and the boldness to obey? That we'd have immediate obedience, but a thoughtful obedience that God would use the things you've given us as we obey, and Lord, that we'd learn how to obey completely. Maybe for some, Lord, maybe you're calling someone into ministry today. Maybe this is something that's been happening over time, and they put it off, they put it off. They said, I don't know how I could do that. I don't have the education. I don't have the knowledge, whatever it is. They have questions. They're uncertain. God, maybe maybe today you would just draw their heart to you. Just give them, give them the faith to trust as they take the first step in obedience and surrendering in ministry to you. Lord, maybe it's something that you've been prompting them to do for a while, whether it's a, a place of service or a place of, of ministry. And God, they don't know how it's going to work, or maybe they, like Moses, have all of the objections that go. There's just a lot of uncertainty. God, would you just give them the courage and the boldness to just say yes, even before they have the answers? God, maybe some, you're just convicting them about a particular area of their life. You just want them to surrender that to you. God, would you just give them the courage and the boldness to trust you with that particular thing before they have the answers? God, teach us how to be obedient. Help us to trust. Maybe it's a small thing that we trust you with, Hey, God, you prove yourself faithful so that you can grow our faith. Whatever it is, Lord, would you just speak to us, help us to respond to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.